Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Mm-hmm. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your host, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Get set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with me. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall. They have fun, 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 interviewing comedians. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's All right, welcome to the award-winning Laugh Support Podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with Michelle with one L, Trisha's sister, Rhonda Colson, Corey's <laughs> friend, Michelle Van Dusen. How you doing, Michelle? Your your intro gets longer and longer. The Rhode Island Cup. I have one of those. And I was thinking last time we recorded, you had it. And I was like, where's my cup? And you still didn't bring it out, did you? Well, it's probably dirty. It's probably dirty. But listen, and the the last cup of coffee, I've already had to switch cups today because um, I'm only wearing one earbud because I dropped the other (laughs) earbud in my coffee. And I knew I did, yet I still mm. tried to stick it in my what's ear. This, like it's what's not this waxy taste. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's I love this new creamer. It's a little a little waxy. I can hear so much better. <laughs> so disgusting. It's so disgusting. Well, I'm so excited to be here with you today, Michelle. Um, I I, I do want to say I appreciate yeah. so much the uh, last Marco that you sent me, our audience uh, listeners. If you've been listening for a while, you know that Michelle and I do Marco Polo, the app um, where we send each other video conversations. And Michelle, I didn't know, I did not know uh-huh. that you were a fashion designer and a fashion um, critic. And uh, I appreciate oh. the last video you sent me showing me pictures you took of me on stage, telling me how ugly my shirt was and that I never no. need to wear it again. That's laugh no. support. Right no. That's laugh support. Not an ugly shirt. Not ugly. It's just to me as an audience member, it's a little inappropriate. And it's not inappropriate. It's just like, is her blouse coming undone? What is the deal with that? Because it's like striped. You got like red and black and white, but then right in the center of your bosom there, there's this little section of white. And the way it looks on stage, it's like, wait, is that coming undone? What is that? So it's it's a distraction. I'm not so, mature enough to hear you say bosom, like the bosom and my bosom. I don't even have bosom. a bosom. I don't have a bosom. And I didn't even, and the shirt wasn't gapping open. I don't wear no, anything wasn't. like super low cut or anything like that. It, it was just a weirdness in the pattern. I totally saw what you were saying. And it's one yeah. of those, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so, <laughs> so that now- was- you need to go and and dye that one section red or <laughs> That's black. Never happen. Or, or you know blue. how much just, money I spend on my clothes. I probably paid orange. three bucks for that shirt. Like it's just I'm not going to spend more money on material dye than I did on the actual shirt itself. That's like, that's never going to happen. But thanks for pointing that out because I was really excited. You took such good pictures and I want to love the pictures, but now all I can see is the weird 
pattern on my shirt. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much. That was my favorite shirt. You ruined it. You ruined my favorite shirt. Okay. So, um, so let's talk real fast before we bring our guest up, Michelle, congratulations on your new family member. Oh, your furry family member. Tell us all about your sweet baby you have now. (laughs) You love it. You love it. Don't act like you don't. I saw you snuggling that little fur baby. Yeah, but you didn't see it two seconds later when I was throwing it off my no. Um, so <laughs> oh please, so, no no letters, no. So no. Okay. so this is the deal. Here here's the deal. So I had a very old dog, lady, um, you know, ginger, and she, as she's getting, you know, she was getting very old and hard to walk and all that kind of stuff. We apparently we had a storm while I was out of town, and one of my sons could hear meowing. And so he gets his little brother and he's like, dude, I hear a kitten. And it was like stuck behind our trash cans in our backyard. And it was just meowing. And the storm was like going crazy. So now the quest of my youngest is to rescue this kitten. And um, so he he chased it all over trying to get it. And it like went underneath a shed in somebody else's backyard. And he's like, does that cat belong to you? And they're like, no obelisk in glaze. And so he's trying to show a pits. Anyway, so he calls his buddy Leo. Leo comes over and then he's conversing with the people. Like, is it okay if we go under your your shed to get this kitten? <laughs> anyway, so, so so they get this kitten and um and he he brings it home. And uh I'm like, um, so when are you moving out? Like that was my first question because yes. this cats don't belong in my house. I'm yes. sorry, they just don't. But he rescued it and he did take it to the vet right away and it had a clean bill of health. It's like six to eight weeks old. They're not quite sure mm, the age. Yeah. Um, we thought it was a girl. No, it's a boy. So instead of his name being Foxy, it's Mr. Fox. Mr. Um, Fox. Mr. Fox. So it's a little tiny little orange ball of energy. Yes. And it and it and it showed up two days before our dog died. So I think it was really one of those things where it like God sent this kitten for my son to work through his grief because the, the dog has been here. My, that's all my son has ever known was lady. And so it was Aww. like, it was a, yeah, it's like a transition to help him through his grief kind of a thing, but it's causing me angst anyway. So, so the kitten um, apparently now lives in my house. Um, mm. But I don't like free roaming animals. So it has its own little apartment. It has its own bathroom and its little kitchen and its little bed area. Okay, so it's a crate, but it's yes, a very yes. large crate. It's the dog's crate. So it, you, so know. you have cage-free chickens and a caged kitten is yes. how things work in Oklahoma. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And But my son does have it in his room for a while, but then like at night, whatever, it does go in the crate. I don't want it running uh, the house because it's small and it tucks into all these little areas. It doesn't need to be. Anyway, so um, we'll, we'll have him here for about three months and then my son and his kitten will be going back to college. Yay. Oh, nice. Yeah. We got yeah. our kitten because my daddy hot dog was, he knew Trey wanted a cat. And he said, uh, he came over one day and he goes, oh yeah, this guy in the trailer park's got some kittens underneath this trailer and he's just going to kill them if somebody don't come get them. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. I know. So then my son comes running like teary eyed. Mom, we can't let the cat die. We can't let the cat die. And my dad's like, there's one left if you want to go after it. So we go to this broken down, like, 
trailer and it had this lattice underneath and they're like, it, my dad's like, it's under there. No, it's under there. So Trey had <laughs> it like, comes out with a raccoon. Oh, he had like a little spoonful of tuna and he was sitting there going here, kitty, 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 here, kitty. And I was going, God, please don't let this cat come out. Please don't let this cat come out. Michelle, I like, we sat there for almost an hour and I was finally like, buddy, there's no cat. We got to go. And we turned to walk off and we heard. Oh. And I'm like, no, no, it came out. It came out and it had like a crooked leg and, and its eyes were matted together. And it was like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? I took it to the vet and the vet's like, oh yeah, it's no, this baby's not going to make, you have to bottle feed it. Here's all this medicine, spent all this money on this cat. And he was like, it's probably not going to last a week. It survived. It survived. <laughs> yes, of course it did. Her name was Skittles and she was fantastic. And um, yeah, so we were both very reluctant cat mamas. Um, oh, and, no, and, no, no. Don't don't you call me a cat mama. Oh, you mama, are so ever. Mom. You snuggled that baby. You snuggled it. I know. It's I saw you loving on that right kitten. now. It's a kitten. It's yeah, a it's a little and, you know, I'm proud of my son for rescuing a little animal. Yes. Um, but no, I'm not a cat mama. Mm -mm. I'm not even the owner. Nope. <laughs> no. Well, hey, speaking of cat ladies, um, we got an amazing yeah. guest today. Uh, <laughs> that's a great transition, isn't it? <laughs> you're going to love her. You're, you're going <laughs> to. Michelle, tell us who's on the show today. Okay. So our guest is a nationally recognized award-winning comedian. His, his comedy was featured on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. The Tonight Show is starring Jimmy Fallon, Comedy Central. In 2013, he won the National Comedians Guild Best Act. And uh, that same year, he received the Corporate Entertainers Association Comedian of the Year Award. Uh, he performs across the nation from comedy clubs to cruise ships, from churches to Fortune 500 corporate events. His way of relating everyday experiences bring like this nonstop laughter to his audiences. Now, make sure you keep your eye out for his dry bar comedy special, Married That's and right. Confused. Hopefully it'll be coming out this year. Uh, so let's welcome to the Laugh Support podcast, our funny, funny, candy stealing friend, Mike James. Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, first of all, I was opening your candy. I didn't intend to steal it. You gave it to me after <laughs> I opened it. And uh -huh. um, no, uh, you stole it. <laughs> wow. So let's just dive right in. Let's work this out. There's some issues. There's some issues. Michelle, Michelle. handed me a small packet of candy she couldn't open. And so <laughs> I did. I used my teeth and then she said, Oh, you used your mouth. And sure, a few pieces fell in my mouth while I was opening it. Oops. Oh, I hate it when that happens. You you used your mouth, you tore it open, and then licked and engulfed all of the, the I still candy offered them back to you though. Oh yeah. what kind of candy was it? Oh, it was those little fruit chews, the little yeah. um fruit snacks. So it was a fruit snack. So it wasn't really nice. candy, but it was kind of candy. It was it was yeah. health food. Yes. Okay. So wait. So we've been talking a little bit about my mom, and at her funeral, this guy comes up to the casket and he goes, "I'm never going to forget when your uh, when your mom was pouring drinks at the Baptist church, and my dad came through, and his dad is like very germaphobic, and he said my dad came through, and your mom poured his soda, and the bubbles were at the top of the cup, and." And he stood there waiting for them to go down before he would walk with his glass. And my mama goes, oh, no, Mike, I can fix that for you. And she stuck her finger into his soda <laughs> and the bubbles went down and he just 
stood there and I'm like, mom, you can't do that to other people's cups. Like you can only do that to your own glass. And she's like, well, it worked. So that's, that's a mom thing. <laughs> oh, that's, ugh. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a lot to handle. Okay. So other than, other than Mike James being a candy thief, Mike <laughs> James, welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast. We're so Thank glad you. that you're here. And I'm glad um, to be here. as we told you, we just kind of dive in with our guest and we talk sure. about as they started their journey in comedy and we can even, you know, go as you traveled along the road of comedy. Um, who was somebody who was there for you that you remember maybe from the very beginning as someone who was supportive to you? Well, somebody supportive to me when I started comedy, um, when I started it as a, a serious thing, was a friend of your, both of yours, Brian Kohatsu. We both started at the same time, so we kind of supported each other. And that was uh, that was a huge difference. I don't know that I'd be doing comedy anymore for, if it weren't for him being there with me. Yeah, he was... Um, we were, we kind of both found each other through improvisational comedy. We were, do, we're doing improv and that sort of stuff. And so we kind of found each other and, um, you know, in the comedy world, it's hard to find people that you, uh, at least you, you consider normal. <laughs> and, uh, and he was, he was one of the few that I thought, Oh, and so we became close friends uh, very quickly. And yeah, he, uh, I, I think that support was the biggest thing I did have, so as I as my ambitions got a little larger in comedy, there were some people that were well established in comedy that helped me um, kind of get um, I don't know uh, my bearings. One of them was a, a guy named Mark Cortez. He he um, he's been a long standing corporate comedian. He's very successful, and he gave me a lot of tips. He kind of mentored me early on. Mm. Yeah. So you said you and Brian started together in improv, right? Which is a yes. whole different. Never mind the random arm that just snuck in, and <laughs> that was uh, that belonged to the floating head that you saw before. <laughs> That's the floating. Head. Listen, let me tell you, Mike has a supermodel for a wife. Like, <laughs> tell the truth, Mike, your wife yeah, yeah. is stinking gorgeous. Okay, and she just is. her wrist is so much prettier than me. Like her <laughs> wrist came through, and I'm intimidated by her beauty. So, <laughs> Michelle, you're supposed to completely ignore that, but she couldn't help it. She had to giggle. So there we go. We'll we'll just point out the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so just like you know he mentioned uh his support brian was the first one really you didn't want to mention your wife i'm just saying you know <laughs> now no, she's no officially part show. of our show that's true you know, and absolutely she was support. she was the one that talked me into actually performing and and convinced me to uh go on stage so yeah she definitely was a big part of that Wow. Because listen, I, let me tell you, we usually don't bring it up because sometimes some of our guests are like, my wife hates it or my husband, he's not very supportive at all. And it's like, oh, okay, we're not going to do therapy today. <laughs> but, but realistically, sometimes that? That, that is the case that like, especially if someone um, married someone who, you know, was a gardener and suddenly they're a comedian or right. they were an attorney or an accountant or, you know, whatever. So, so that could be a whole, whole different, uh, whole different situation, but I was going to ask you about improv. So, so you and Mike met each other through improv and that, and I don't, I've never done improv other than like a class online that Brian Katsu taught, which was right. super fun, but it does foster a supportive role with other comedians right it does you really need to um it works best if you're working with people you're used to working with because you have to have a level of trust on stage and everything in improv the whole idea is to make 
your scene partner look great. So you kind of set them up for really great, interesting situations and that sort of thing. And um, so Brian and I were able to do that with each other. Improv is is uh, a lot of fun. We still do it often. Um, we mm-hmm. um, we do a big show that we do it mostly at churches with whole families that come where we do stand up sketch and improv kind of it's a two hour mm-hmm. thing that we we do together and it's it's a lot of fun. We still love doing that. But yeah, that's how we met. Wow. I Michelle, have you done do you, have you done improv or do you like improv? Are you good at it? I'm I'm awful because I laugh at everything. Yes. And um <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I've had a class. That's, that that's the first rule of improv. Yes, and um I sometimes I've done amazing improv and other times not so much, but I have found that improv helps uh me. I don't know if it's helped you, Mike, with um, developing material for stand-up. Mm. Has that ever played into your part of, of when you go to write? Uh, have you used those improv yeah. skills? I, the the situations that come out of improv, which, as, as you know, Michelle, at least, and maybe you too, June, that when you start a scene, you don't know where it's going necessarily, but sometimes some crazy, interesting things come out of that. And from those, we've written sketches that we've done. Brian and I have a, a several of them. One of my favorite one is a one where it's uh, Brian and I doing a Bible study together because our wives are off on a retreat and it's a, uh, it's just a real fun thing, but that came from an improv session. Brian and I were just doing Brian and I are bizarre. I will call him and just set him up in an, in a scene just on the phone. Cause I need to tell him something else, but I usually I'll call him and say something like, you know, I, Hey, listen, I'm calling for support for my computer. And then he immediately takes on computer mm. support role and we just kind of go from there. But a lot of those things, yeah, they definitely were the, um, the catalyst for a, a lot of material that we've done on stage for sure. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so as, you, so as you've been on your, your journey in comedy, Michelle mentioned a lot of different areas that you work in um and yeah. comedy has there has there ever been a time that you know you've always kind of have brian there for you as a friend but has there ever been a time that you you kind of felt alone on the journey where you didn't have any laugh support so yeah definitely um despite popular belief brian and i don't always work together <laughs> so um people that know us kind of assume that we're do everything together but um but i i do a lot more corporate events and big, big events. And, um, and I also started doing cruise ships several years ago where I, mm. so I was deployed a lot on the cruise. I say deployed cause I was in the Navy <laughs> a long time ago, but I um, another cruise. So, yeah. We, we get deployed on a cruise. <laughs> yes. So I was out at sea a lot on these cruise ships and that's very lonely and, and that sort of thing. Um, so there was lots of times where I felt like I didn't really have that support. I knew I had it back home and that, but it, or just being on the road, a lot of corporate events. And honestly, I didn't know, this sounds ridiculous, but I really didn't know that there were other people that had my same values and faith system out there that were really doing comedy. In fact, when I started doing comedy, I was in the clubs, you know, doing open mics and going to a lot of clubs. And I kind of almost felt guilty, like, "Eh, this probably isn't the right career for somebody that has, you know, a Christian faith, because it's just ridiculous to think that, but that's, that's kind of where I was coming from. It's a bad mm-hmm. environment. It's all of that. And it was, uh, it wasn't really till the CCA, the Christian comedy association that I went to that. That was the first time I felt like, Oh, I'm not alone. And there's people that are doing this and, mm-hmm. and being successful at it. And, and, you know, I don't have to pretend that I'm not 
Christian. Not that I was pretending, but I, I don't have to like kind of suppress that part of my life uh, when I'm out there. So, yeah. Mm. Now we recently, we, uh, we recently had a retreat for the yeah. CCA and it was the first time we were able to be together in person. Um, personally, I definitely want to thank you. And I know Michelle feels the same way that it was just such a good time and people really got to connect with each other. It was called CCA connect. And we know that you played a major role in that and that yeah. your heart was definitely in it. And um, because of you, there are comedians right now who felt the same way you did and felt the same way I did. The first time I went to the CCA was like, where, where are the people at? Are there people like me that are doing this? And um, where's my tribe? And where's my tribe? Right. So, so tell us, so tell us like coming out of that, uh, that retreat and getting to see people connect with each other and support each other. Like, how how did you feel going home from that event? Because I know you put sure. so you put so much into it. Well, let me back up just a teeny bit. Um, my heart definitely is in it. I it CCA made such a difference for me, um, and my spiritual walk and my my faith walk and how that wove into my career. Um, that it was just so important, and it, I felt like a couple years ago, partly because of COVID and a little bit before that, I felt like things were kind of not stable in CCA and, and I was fearing that it wasn't going to happen. So that's mm -hmm. when I reached out and kind of, I just wanted to make sure it was going on. So from that perspective, I guess I, I had a pretty big role from that, yes. but it was the team around me, you know, you June and everybody else. And even Michelle, you know, I knew that um, you'd be, we could count on you that you guys really made it all happen. I just was there to make sure it was going to happen, <laughs> but, um, but, one thing I learned, and this was something that Mark Cortez told me, he said, never forget to to take a second during when you're on stage, just take a second during the laughter to look out and see people laughing and know mm. that you did that. And that made a huge difference in comedy because I, if you can remember to do that, just watching people laugh and know you don't know what they've been through that day. Maybe Maybe they've had a great day. Maybe they had a great year, but they also may have been in pain and going through something really difficult and they're laughing because of what you're doing. And so it really kind of, it, it, it empowers you in a way and just kind of gives you some strength. So the same thing with CCA, it, it was difficult because there were so many little things happening. So I was trying to keep yeah. my mind from um, being separated from what the purpose was and mm. not being too engaged in the details. So I did take time to do that. And so coming back um, from CCA, and, and the days following, I, I really just felt really full spiritually. Mm -hmm. I just felt like this was such a great thing. And I met, I, there's a lot of people I got to know that I just didn't really know before, you know, right. That, um, like, like Dory and Marlo and people that I, I, I was, I wouldn't say where I was friends with it on a friendly basis, you know, we'd say hi, but I just never really got to know them. I got to know a lot of people a little bit better, which was huge. And, uh, and some new people that hadn't been there. So to me, it was just this whole idea of uh, more than the CCA itself, but just more of the, I, I hope and I, I believe that what it did was give people the the ability to say, hey, what I do for a living dovetails completely with what I believe and mm -hmm. where my faith is. 
and that's um that's what it did for me and so i, I really feel like that's the, the purpose it serves and i think it did so that it just made me feel really uh full that way that's awesome michelle yeah. is one you're always investing in people and I, and you were at the, the door and the first smile that a lot of people got to see at that event. And, and I'm sure there are probably people that, that you met and connected with for the first time as well, right? Uh, yes, but I want to just point out that um, Mike used the word full a couple of times. He felt know, really candy. full. Yeah, that's what I was just going to point that out, you know, fruit snacks. Um, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I was stuffed with fruit snacks. I couldn't eat another one. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 you were very full coming from that. Yeah, um, thanks. I was not full. Uh, <laughs> Somebody ate your fruit snacks. Somebody ate them. I don't know what. Uh, no, um, yeah, no, it was it was actually a really great conference um, to get to know people better. And I love the fact that you guys named it Connect. And I loved that you guys were on the planning committee. I was just a add on at the end just to help with the with the people coming in, making sure, you know, everybody had their tag and stuff, uh, you know, name their name plate thingy, um, name, name badge, name badge. That's what I it think is. it's called the name thingy. I think you were yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Name, think of a Bob if, if necessary. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's and, the um, inside name. That's what we call it. Inside baseball there. Uh, right. Yeah. The Bob. But I think name thingy is the common term. Mm -hmm. the uh, mine thingy. was more of a doohickey. <laughs> but you know that's kind of personal this, though i'm sorry this is a clean podcast we're not gonna that yeah. that was like TMI so far we said doohickey TMI. and bosom i think this is gonna get knocked down in the ratings did you say bosom yeah bosom? he said boo like boo like bosom well, like it scares them like bosom <laughs> your blouse was kind of like no <laughs> it was not fan <laughs> stop it Anyway, back to Mike. Ask him another question. Oh, well, okay. So it, on that, even on that trip or whatever, we were able to plan a few, you know, or I'd say we, um, some of us were able to plan a few shows and then do some shows together and stuff. And Michelle, Mike, and I, um, we, you know, we all got to do a really super fun show in uh, in Indiana. Um, Crossroads Church sponsored that. And as you were talking about, like, taking that moment and looking around the room, um, there were a lot of really cool moments that unfolded in that room and a lot of connections and stuff that, that we had made. I, I met this most beautiful woman who taught me how to fold a scarf before I went on stage, which was awesome. I didn't have a scarf. She did, but she thought it'd be good information for me for later. And, and we, we saw an interaction with one of the comedians um, who is a CODA, a child of uh, deaf adults, um, get to actually speak in sign language to a little girl that was there with her mom, who was there to enjoy the show. Um, I know several of the women, we met some people who, like you had talked about, we don't know what people are going through during the day. And there was a woman there who, um, whose son had been in a car accident and, and was in a lot of pain and was just like, I'm just like excited. I'm excited to be here. And, and then to get to support each other during the show, that's super fun, right? Like Mike, I noticed that you, you were in the back of the room. Um, a lot of the women were sitting in the front of the room, but everyone was in the room. Mm -hmm. to watch each other and be there for each other. Is that kind of your common thing to do to support other comedians by being in the room? You know, it's funny. I, it's not, <laughs> um, in that <laughs> environment, I just felt, you know, you guys are friends of mine and, and I, and, and I, I really wanted to watch and, and take it all in with you and sell it, kind of celebrate with you the success of, you know, doing these shows mm -hmm. and any show to me, it feels like a little bit of a success in that, 
well, I got it booked. That's a success. <laughs> people right. showed up. There's a success. And uh, but I knew people would be laughing and enjoying it. So I, I, I just like being their part of it. To be honest with you, most of the time, um, there's a, a guy that owns a club here um, locally. And I, he, Jenny, my wife and I went out to dinner with he and his wife the other day. And then afterwards, it was a little early. And we thought, well, what are we going to do? And he said, well, we can go to the club. There's open mic. And I... I despise open mics. <laughs> I perform in them still sometimes to work stuff out, but I, I really can't sit and watch. And we did, we went over there and kind of watched it for a little bit, but it's really not my thing to just sit and watch comedy. Cause it's, I just become so critical of it and all of that. But in this environment, I, I wasn't at all. You guys, you know, like I said, your friends, I just wanted to see what you were doing and, and enjoy it with you. And I, I uh, literally just, you know, was laughing out loud at uh, everybody and just thinking, this is so great. What about you, Michelle? Do you stay? Do you typically stay in the room like that, or or what do you usually do at a show? I do, I do, because um, I love going to open mics. Um, I have been in a while because uh, you know vehicle mm. issues, but I like going because I like trying to figure out where the person is going with their joke. And um, there's several times I'll write notes for people and just hand it to them. I'm like, I hope this helps you, you know, kind of a thing. Sometimes they're like, thank you, and other times like, who are you? Uh, but I do, I do like staying in the room. Um, I prefer the clean comedy. I gotta be honest. I really yeah, yeah. do prefer the clean comedy. Yeah. Um, but I also like seeing what the, you know, like in, in our area, I like seeing what the locals are laughing at, um, and what they're not laughing at. And it's very interesting to watch when certain comics come through that they don't understand the environment of where uh -huh. they are. And it's, it's, um, cause you know, this is the Bible belt uh where we're where we're at and it's very interesting watching even even watching um when christian comedians come through or comedians that are christians you know just watching their performances and think i i love watching how they respond to the audience how the audience is responding to them i just i like seeing those little nuances i, I um, think that's a big difference one of the reasons i don't like it is because 99 percent of the open mic performances are very blue. There's a lot of bosom mm -hmm. and doohickey talk. And yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, they're really, they're, and they're just pretty disgusting. And yeah. and it would be one thing if I thought, I wonder where they're going with this. But I know they're not going anywhere with it. They're just trying to get, <laughs> they're, not, they're just trying to get this word out. You know, this say some filthy thing at the end of it. So I this think might... going to Gutty's that open mic was great fun mm. because yes. it's a clean room and watching it clean is okay now there's something to see, but when it's real dirty, it's just, there's, it's all the same thing over and over. Oh, so yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Michelle, but yeah, this, I think that's the difference. Yeah. This well, might it's blow okay. your mind. I've, I've never been to an open mic, like a club open mic. Hmm. What? Ever. What? Never. All of my material, yeah. I, 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 all of my material, I've either worked out online in writers groups or, um, on the stage when I get booked, I, I, I I put in a little bit of new this or new that or whatever. Um, I did. We called it an open mic that Jeff Allen had in Nashville, but it was a very mm -hmm. controlled environment. It was all clean comedians. And we all had like 10 to 15 minutes every time we were on stage. So it was not the traditional open mic. But for me, it's like mm -hmm. I have to drive an hour and a half for three minutes of listening to vulgar stuff to try and work something that they're not, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know that I would get real feedback from because people are like stage time stage time you got to get out there but i've been fortunate to have like situations and things laid in front of me that if 
I've been able to work material without having to sit in that environment. But like, I'm going to do it. At some point, I'm at least going to go to a couple in Nashville now that my son's graduated. I, they sound like so much fun. They sound like they're just so going to be worth the, <laughs> worth the drive. <laughs> Maybe not. I'll, I'll tell you, Jean, I, when I first started, one, I was real lucky. Uh, one of the comedy club owners in Phoenix uh let me host the open mics and i did it mm. every week every sunday night from there were three shows and everybody got five minutes so it was like introducing like 12 or 13 comics you know uh, on three different shows so there were just you know 30 or 40 comics i was introducing so i got a lot of stage time and it was great and i liked doing it then i was pretty new to it back then but it was just fun because to be honest brian and i would sit in the back and just we'd laugh because that was so horrible. Yes, yes. <laughs> we laugh at them instead of with them, which is awful. But it was. It was just some of it was just like ridiculous. That's what yeah. makes me laugh. Like I don't laugh at other comedians. Yeah. But it. But when I see something like that, when it's so off the rails, and when you're like, I know where it's going, nowhere. Like that makes me laugh. Like I, the awkwardness and the right. whatever, which is probably bad. I have a weird twisted. No, sense I'm the same humor, one. But. but I, <laughs> I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Well, before we wrap this up, um, we definitely want to mention Mike. You got to check Mike out, mikejamescomedy.com. And then you can also find Mike on social media. So you can find him on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it's all Mike James Comedy. Yeah. Um, we're so excited that you you came here. Definitely, guys, be looking out for uh for Mike's dry bar that will be coming soon. Tell us one more time. What, what is the name? What was, what's the title of it? The, the title is going to be married and confused. And I really <laughs> don't know when it's going to be out. Hopefully in the next few months, but we're not, they're kind of running behind on those. So I'm not sure exactly when married and confused. I think that yeah. says it all right there. Don't it you, does. Michelle? <laughs> yep. I think that that explains a lot of people's. I can't wait to see it. Cause um, I think, I think I'll identify with a lot of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure for sure well mike thank you so much for being here with us today you. guys you can definitely check you, out the laugh support podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts but also if you want to see us if you want to see our pretty faces not our bosoms or our doohickeys but if you'd like to see our faces <laughs> then um you can see us on the creative motion network on roku tv vimeo and also on our youtube channel so that's going to be it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast, as always, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle Van Dusen, sign us off, my friend. Uh, signing out. Thanks for listening and have a great day.